serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, 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 happy Mondays. Portion of the program is brought to you by Parker and Sons Plumbing and Electrical. Two-time winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. Uh, you guys remember when we were here at the beginning of COVID, we do the show, we go home at 6, and no one would be on the road. Yeah. It yep. was a really, like, I think we'll all look back at 2020. It was a nightmare for me. Lost mom. Uh, you know, just going through a pandemic was hard for anyone and everyone. Uh, but when we left here at six, we'd hop in the car and wherever we were going, we'd get there pretty quick. The roads, there was nobody on the roads. And it was eerie and it was weird. Uh, and there's a new study out that uh, the traffic jams have returned. And I'm wondering if that's happened here and if you guys have seen it. Now, for me, like when I leave at six, I'll tell you, like, I don't know, over the summer, traffic wasn't that bad. But now, you know, kids are back in school. Um, it seems that a lot more people are going to work these days and not working from their home. Very frustrated about that, those people? They probably are. But also, it just seems like they're, the traffic is back. Yep. I don't really... Do you, do you guys I, agree? Because there's a study there's that a says... a little bit, but you know what? I leave here, It's uh, it takes me an hour to get here in the morning, and about an hour, hour and five minutes to get home at night. I think it's back to a degree. Yeah. I don't think it's as bad as it was. No, God, no. There's okay. no way. Because, in fact, there was a day, a, I don't know, maybe a month ago, for some reason I had to, I, maybe I was uh, swapped shifts, I was working the Broomhead show that uh-huh. day or something, and I came in during rush hour. And I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm not sure what to expect. I hadn't driven at that time of the morning yeah. in a long time. Right. I had no trouble. No yeah. trouble. No. No. Very interesting because the study says nationwide, the jams, the traffic jams are back. From coast to coast, seas of brake lights. Driving 15 miles per hour on the highway. In the wake of peak COVID lockdowns, highways across the country are once again slammed by standstill traffic. The Chicago traffic rebound ranked among the worst in the nation with commute times up 24% in the last month, just behind New York, D.C. and Boston. Chicago's Department of Transportation tracking traffic's return in real time. Peak travel times are during the middle of the day now. See, so, that's what we've talked about, right? Yeah. That peak, traffic has changed hmm. in a weird way where it's is it two really, to like five yeah. is kind of that area of, of traffic jams comparatively. Is it to, four to six where they're more they're, they're the most cars on the road or is it noon to two? And COVID changed all that because people's habits are completely different. You know, if you're working from home, you don't have to work a nine to five. No. You can get up at seven, do whatever you want. You know, maybe you do three hours of work and then you go to the gym or then you go pick the kids up later from school or what have you. Just you got a lot. You got a lot more independence. You can you can work when you'd like to. So I don't know. I, I think we're seeing the traffic come back. I, I'd be interested in talking to Detour Dan. We'll ask him a little later if he sees in the morning, in the afternoon, if there are more traffic uh, jams, because I think it's I think it's gotten almost back to normal. I, I don't. I'll, I will say this: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Wednesday's a little bit heavier. Monday, Tuesday's normally just really quiet. Uh, you're fr- only talking about what, when you leave. Yeah, but you know, yeah, <laughs> we can only talk about when we leave. You leave it. Two in the morning, so there's not going to well, be any Monday, traffic. Well, Monday, yeah, there's no, there's never any traffic. Right. And and Thursdays, you, Thursday, Fridays with the big rigs, there's a lot of traffic. 
Yeah, yeah. big rigs that I'm seeing a lot. Trying of that. to get themselves yeah. home on Thursdays and well, Fridays. Well, even you know, I'm usually coming in middle of the day, like uh-huh. one o'clock. And there's a lot of traffic out there. There yeah. is. Yeah. It's that weird yeah. thing. Things have changed. It's earlier, I would think. It's earlier. People want to spend more time with their family, spend more time with their kids. Right. They had time when they were off to do a lot of those things, and now the opportunity to spend it, that's why working from home. But it has changed, I think, the way that we travel and when we travel. All right. So a new study is saying that traffic jams have returned. Peak travel times are seen throughout the day. That's because people who are working from remote locations are probably choosing to run errands in the middle of the day. Another shift, mounting congestion, not downtown, but in the suburbs. Experts point to paramount changes in American life. 27.6 million people now working from home, triple pre-pandemic totals. And the way people choose to get to work has transformed. Public transit ridership plummeted by nearly half. All right. So out here in Arizona, what do we do? We like our cars. We're on the highways. Um, That's what we do. Plus, we don't have a centralized travel area that we go to where everybody works within a 10 block you know, radius. So, yeah, I mean, you're driving from 50 miles, 20 miles Mm -hmm. to get to where you're going. I think it's interesting that if if this study is right and people are are back on the roads and it's returned to pre-COVID. See, the one thing that I would throw in there is, really? With these gas prices? Don't you think a lot of people would say, you know what? I don't want to drive. Maybe I will stay home two or three days a week uh, and and work from home so I don't have to keep putting $5 a gallon gas in my car. And and I would think that that we would not be back to pre-pandemic levels Agreed. on the on the highway in terms of traffic. But just because people are out and about doesn't mean that they're going to work. You say, in the yeah, but they're of paying the day, for gas. They're still paying for gas, but they yeah. may have to go do that stuff anyways. So they're just you know doing it in the middle of the day. And remember, we're paying five bucks a gallon. The rest of the country's still no. paying two eighty eight or three twenty. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. If, would I, do I agree with it? No. I, I think it's kind of back. But I think a lot of people are trying to figure out, well, how do I stay home while gas prices are high? How can I work two or three days from home and not have to get in the car? You know, how do I not put all that money into my into my automobile so I can, you know, go and spend it on something ridiculous that like eggs are now four dollars, you know, four dollars. I did another shopping trip this week. Uh How much did you spend? Seven hundred. Was down from what a thousand a week yeah, ago. Yeah, the the thousand again. I said we bought some stuff like you know uh, holiday stuff, ho- you know Thanksgiving, uh, Thanksgiving Halloween stuff. Yeah. This was all food, nothing else, and it wasn't for it, maybe ten ten days worth of food with the kids and everything. Yeah. No, well, we didn't do a full trip because I was like, I want to go home and finish the football game. I want to go to see. I want to see if, if if Alabama's gonna lose. I want to go home. I want to go. Home. My wife's like, fine. Ah, we didn't do all of our shopping. It was still six eighty four. Yeah, it's crazy. I was at the airport Friday night because we were going to fly out to Vegas, and I was just a little hungry, right? So, you know, they had some some stuff open. I just don't remember it being this expensive. I got the smallest little, like, wrap, like a little turkey wrap. It was really tiny, and I didn't look at the price tag. And I went and gave it to the woman. She scanned it, and I looked up. It was eighteen dollars. I was gonna say, oh, but it was goodness. eighteen dollars. Did I you said, get a drink too, or was this just for the? No, sandwich? I put the sandwich back. Oh, you did. I'll eat my arm before I did eat an eighteen dollar sandwich. Wow! How dare you insult me with eighteen dollar? And it was pre-made. It wasn't like you ordered it, oh, it was and they pre-made. made. Oh yeah, it was like it was in a plastic box or something. Little yeah, plastic. Eighteen yeah. bucks. Eighteen dollars. Because I thought there. Were, I honestly thought that there was a mistake. I said, "Wait, what was that?" Mm-hmm. And she goes, 
So it was like sixteen or seventeen bucks, and then there's the tax and, and all that. And I said, uh, you know what? Sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this back. Was and there sixteen dollars? Was it wrapped in sixteen dollars? Uh, yeah, I wish it was. <laughs> there wasn't hardly anything open at the airport either. Was there at that time of night? No, no, because I remember I flew out to Vegas on a Friday night uh, last year, and I thought I'll just grab something. There was nothing open hardly. And, and then if you find place. something. It was Everybody $16. Yeah. That's insane. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, I knew it was going to be more at the airport, but, you know, what did that used to go for? I don't know. 11? Maybe 10. 10, 11? Okay. All right. Uh, coming up next, coming would, up. would you eat at a restaurant if there were dead people laying around you? Hmm? I know. Coming up next, the Gatos Chat Show. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. All right, the uh, Gatos Big Q poll question. You can uh, hear me do it on Mike Broomhead Show, 8.50 in the morning. So here's uh, the question. Fed say Governor Ducey broke the law when he put up shipping containers to fill gaps in the southern border. All right, so uh, he should A, keep the containers up, B, take the containers down. 79% of you say keep the containers up. I totally agree. Even though it's a stunt, uh, if it ticks off the federal government, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. And you know what? If I'm Ducey, I say, okay, I'll take him down. I'll meet you at the border. Because when I take this stuff down, uh, you're going to build the wall like you should have done before. There's nothing wrong with building a wall. Uh, it's racist, it's, Gatos. It's not racist. It's racist. It's been told over and over again when they, you know, when Trump wanted to build a wall, it was absolutely racist. And uh, we're paying billions of dollars for people not to build a wall. Yeah. So it's racist. All right. That's the Gatos Big Q at KTAR.com. So uh, I want everybody to pay attention here. Get around the radio like you used to in the old timey days. Uh, this poor fella went in with his wife to Jasper's, which is a restaurant in Maryland. And his wife didn't come back for a little bit, and he got a little bit worried. Craig Wynn noticed everyone had returned from the restroom except his wife, Verna. So I asked her female cousin if she would go in and check on her. Her cousin ran back out with devastating news. I just immediately jumped up and ran into the restroom and saw my wife lying on the floor. And that was the last image of my wife that's right the last image at uh, jasper's uh she had a heart attack Oof. inside of the uh, restaurant's bathroom mm. heart attack kids inside the restaurant bathroom said she feel good no nothing like that he said yeah she just went in bathroom with everybody else uh she's retired she had a heart attack she died and, uh, well, it gets a little weirder from uh, from there. Verna died from a heart attack. Wynn says because his wife was pronounced dead by medics, police informed him that a funeral home would have to come and pick her up. He tells me they waited for almost three hours in the restaurant that was still serving and seating guests. Oh. <laughs> so I don't mean to laugh at that, but I am laughing at the fact that, yes, they're still serving people food. At a restaurant where there's a dead woman on the floor in the women's bathroom. It's very disrespectful. For three hours. Yeah, it's very disrespectful. Yes. you got to close the restaurant yeah. down. By yeah, the they, way, this is, this, this is the response from the uh, company. We thought we were doing the right thing. Um, this is something that, you know, it takes a day to sink in. And then you realize maybe we were wrong. It doesn't take a day to sink in. You've got a dead woman on the floor in your bathroom. And you're still serving whatever you're serving. Yes. It's very disrespectful. I, uh, 
You often wonder, is there nobody that has any common sense in the world going, guys, we cannot continue to serve people Maybe here we shut this and down. seat people. Maybe we shut we this ask down. people to leave kindly, say their meal is free, it's comped, we've had an incident, uh, you know, and don't really make a big deal out of it. You can see the paramedics and stuff here, and we're asking you to leave. And I have a serious in- question. Inconvenience, we're sorry. Did they leave her in the bathroom? Yeah. What else were they going to do? No, I understand that. So everybody there couldn't use the women's room. Yeah, they had to use probably the men's room or something like that. Yeah. I would I would assume. I mean, what, I mean you're not going to take her into a closet. Here's something. the other thing. Do you go around, like, do you think people, people had to know something was going well, on. Well, there had to be because they were crying yeah. and yeah. screaming, right? Yeah. Yeah, what there was. was the, did, and surely paramedics came, right? Yeah, they came. And that's the one. So when they came, she had already passed. And that's when they said, hey. Because uh, if if she would they would have tried to revive her and take her to the hospital, that'd been one thing. But what she had passed, they had to say your funeral home has to pick her up. The coroner's not doing it. Don't yeah. foul play. So you know everyone in the restaurant was discussing what was going on. Yeah. Don't you think you'd leave? I mean, it's like it's the restaurant's fault, but also, don't you think if you're sitting there and you're having a burger, you're like, you know what? We should probably go. You just saw the worst moment of a human being's life. His wife is dead mm-hmm. and is in a bathroom. And, you know, what they should have done is they, they should have told everyone to leave, do what Chad said, you know, uh, you know your, your, your meal is con. And they should have brought her out of the bathroom. Right? There, you can't a, just leave her on the floor in the bathroom. Covered up with terrible. Like, you know, yeah. No, oh, that's disgusting. Awful. And here's the other thing. This goes, there's a bigger thing here, which is human beings are terrified to make a decision. Yeah. Human beings are terrified to do anything other than just whatever the bosses of the bosses say. This is when you make a real decision to say, guys, we're shutting this thing down now. Yeah. It's it's simple leadership. Yeah. And we don't have a whole lot of that anywhere. Well, you know, hindsight being what it was, was probably wrong. Like, that's the guy said. Well, you know, we thought about it for a little while. It would give him 24 hours. You, I, you may never have been through this before, but common sense would have said, just think for myself, if that's my mom or my wife laying there, that's it. do I want a bunch of people wondering what's happening while you're over there experiencing the worst day of your life? Yeah. Shut the restaurant down. Exactly. All right. Coming up next, Becky Lynn has her 3.30 newscast. We like to call that part of the show holding up the headlines. Hold them up. She'll read the headlines and uh, we'll kind of interrupt, react to the day's stop story. Snark? Snark! 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 Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR. On air. 92.3 FM. Online at KTAR.com. And streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic. Now. Oh, it's 3.30, and you know what that means. Time for us to hold up the headlines. With those headlines, here's Becky Lynn. Arizona votes. We're just over three weeks away from Election Day, and Arizona's race for governor remains in the national spotlight. During an interview with CNN on Sunday, Arizona Republican gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake wouldn't say if she'll accept the results if she loses. Democrat Katie Hobbs appeared separately on CNN and called that absolutely disqualifying. Not only, as you heard, refused to say if she'll accept the results of this election, but also whether or not she would certify the 2024 presidential election if she's governor. In the latest poll from OH Predictive Insights, Lake holds a three-point advantage over Hobbs. Holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. It's it, To me, it's just such silliness. 
Uh, obviously, you know, Carrie Lake is either gullible and believes the big lie or she's just knowingly spreading lies. And I don't know which one is worse. She's playing into the base. I don't care. It doesn't make it right. No, it doesn't make it right. But she's care. playing into the people who are going to vote for. She's playing it into the base. If she okay. comes out now and says, I'll, I'll, I'll accept anything. It's not what they want. It's not what they want to hear. So, yeah, I mean, but it's not what independents want to hear either. And it could lose her the race. Now you don't think that the election is going to be fair. So let's see. She said that during the primary. She said there's already fraud. She never came up with it. And now she's saying, you know, they ask her a very simple question. Will you accept if you lose? And she basically was saying no. What does that mean? It means that if she loses to Katie Hobbs, she's going to sue everybody. She's going to be a pain in the rear end. She's going to hold this thing up. Unless she uh, wins. Just, yeah, but I'm just saying... Oh, so it's okay if she wins, Chad. No, so if she but wins, that's it's what all she's going to say. That's what she right. said. There's no fraud if she wins. If she loses, there's fraud. Yeah, that's yeah. what she said. Okay, and that's insane. That is insane. Okay, then we're holding up the headlines. Democrat Katie Hobbs now has the backing of one of the nation's largest Latino nonprofits, Phoenix-based Chicanos Por La Causa's Action Fund, announcing at a press conference today it is endorsing Hobbs for governor over Republican Lake. Why? Yeah. She couldn't even answer a question. This is how bad these two candidates Paquito. are. Katie Hobbs last week sitting on a stage. What is the Latino community? You know, what have you learned from it? Guacamole. A minute and a half. She had nothing. I hope she was better today. I didn't hear her, but I hope she was a lot better today. Because, you know, if you want, I'll tell you, we, we've said this over and over and over again. Who is going to determine our next governor? Independence. And the Latino community, more than one in five Arizona voters in this election cycle will be Latino. I saw a poll in September that said Hobbs was winning big over Lake when it came to Hispanic voters. Then I saw something in October that was a lot closer. I don't know. No, I, I don't think anybody knows what's going to happen. Until I don't believe the day any of these of, polls. Uh, and just because a group backs you doesn't mean everybody in said group is going to back you. It's the other side of it as well. Yeah, we're holding up the headlines. Arizona's immigration crisis. New today, that makeshift shipping container wall along Arizona's southern border may be no more. According to the federal government, the U.S. government demanding the state of Arizona remove those double-stacked shipping containers because they say they're unauthorized and they violate U.S. law. KTAR's reached out to the governor's office. We are still awaiting a response. Yeah, I would uh, keep them up uh, because you can scream and yell. Now, if they're on uh, you know, a reservation, you need to take them off outside of that. Let the federal government come remove themselves, and you can do that by putting up the wall you promised to put up on numerous occasions. Yeah, if I'm Ducey, I'm keeping. If if I'm Ducey and I get this this note, hey, uh, the federal government says you're violating the law, I'd put more up today. Make three stories. Yeah, I would. I would. I would make more. I listen. Border the border is completely open. I know why Governor Ducey's doing this. Okay, it might, might want to stop some people from coming in, but it's also uh, it's a stunt. But um, you know, the federal government, if they're if they're angry at Ducey, good for you, Ducey. That's good because I want the federal government to be angry. They're they're angry. We're trying to secure the border. Well, why don't they do their job and actually do it? So if I'm Ducey, I take this as a win. I've ticked off the federal government, which is a good thing. You want me to m- remove all that stuff? Okay, you bring the materials that will build the real wall. And and I'll drag it I'll 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 drag it out of the desert myself. We're holding up the headlines. 
Grocery giants Kroger and Albertsons have proposed a merger. What's that going to mean for Arizonans? KTAR's Luke Force. Union between Albertsons and Kroger with its fries brand would reduce competition in the state. And some overlapping stores would likely be sold, says agribusiness expert Timothy Richards with ASU. But he says it's hard to know how the prices would be affected. Less concentration tends to force prices up, but bigger size and more efficiency, more investment in technology tends to drive prices down. It's going to be a question as to which one dominates. He expects the Federal Trade Commission to challenge the merger, especially with high grocery prices. Live from the News Center, Luke Forstner, KTAR News. I'm not worried about high prices uh, because here's the reality of having capitalism. If they both were to merge and they kept prices really high, somebody else would move into the space and knock it straight down. Uh, It's it's something we've got high prices, not because of no competition or because of monopolies, but because of uh, poor leadership and governance and COVID plays a little bit into it as well. And don't forget Putin. We're all about the headlines. Arizona's become a hot spot for the growing semiconductor industry. And one Arizona State University facility is going to play a part in the industry's expansion. KTAR's Taylor Tassler is live in the News Center with the details. Yeah, Becky, Arizona's senior U.S. Senator Kirsten Cinema toured ASU's Macro Technology Works facility, which is used for semiconductor research, development, and prototyping. In an exclusive interview with KTAR, Cinema explains the CHIPS Act will support the facility. We're investing in the National Science Foundation. We're incentivizing growth in the STEM workforce. And all of that will lead to our country having more global leadership. She adds the facility allows smaller companies to grow their business quickly without needing millions of dollars in funding. Reporting live in the News Center, Taylor Tassler, KTAR News. Absolutely important that we become a leader when it comes to semiconductors. Uh, you see what's going on around the world. The reality is, is uh, these things are super important and everything we do and the fact that we get away from China would be huge. And I saw that we put uh, exports, put them on hold. And Biden said, choose your country or your job in China. Uh, and so many of these things, this is going to be good for us. This is going to be really good for us. Hold up the headlines. Well, a warning as the holiday shopping season gets underway, free online returns may be going away. Some major retailers are adjusting their shipping return policies, making free returns a thing of the past. The National Retail Federation reporting $218 billion worth of online purchases were returned in 2021, more than double the year before. Business Insider reporting many shoppers do what's called bracketing, buying the same clothes in different sizes and colors, then returning what they no longer want and doesn't fit. That's ABC News Chief Business Correspondent Rebecca Jarvis. Well, how else does it work? I do not know how you, else you, you would do it if you shirt, can't be sure. You buy a shirt, you're not sure what's going on. You couple different sizes, you try it, you buy the one, you send the other one back. And even at that point, you know, it's funny. I got two shirts, uh, really cool Halloween shirts. I'm wearing probably the next couple of days. Uh, they're button-up shirts. Same company, same material, same sizes. One fits nice. The other one's ginormous. Hmm. It's it's a yeah, crapshoot. It is. That's true. Yeah, it's and an they, absolute crapshoot. If they don't let us do that, don't we stop? buying stuff well, online you'll have to go you. in and and we'll have to go to a mall well, nobody wants have, to do that you'll have to pay for you'll have their, to pay to return I'm it no i'm it. i'm well, then you'll be going back uh, i guess to so. i'd rather go to the mall anyway i just do i had some fun holding up the headlines there but up next it is uh it's time for the cardinals to fire kingsbury that was a disaster yesterday he's got to go we'll tell you why next 
Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. Gatos and Chad. Talking pigskin with Polly. Brought to you by Day and Night Air Conditioning, Heating, and Plumbing. Serving the Valley for 40 years. The difference is day and night. All right, uh, every Monday, right about this time, Polly Pigskin, Paul Calvisi, Arizona Cardinal sideline reporter. All right, P-Cal, you ready, uh, you ready for my quick take on the Cardinals? <laughs> go ahead, you stir ready? it up, Gatos. Here we go. Let's go. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury is confused. He's outcoached on every level. And if he doesn't win on Thursday, he should be fired. I really believe that. I think as a fan, uh, also if I take myself out of being a fan, uh, I, I don't think he's the best coach that they have on staff, actually. I think they got to dump him. Because this team is going nowhere fast, and he's supposed to be this offensive genius, and I see nothing genius on the offense. What do you think? The offense is not good. It's hard to disagree with that. Yeah. I mean, you, you got a Seattle defense that was not good. Worst in the league. New Orleans had put up 39. The week before, the Lions had put a 45-burger on the board against that Seattle defense that was minus a couple of its better players. So there's something broken with the Cardinals' offense. Nobody would disagree with that. I'll just say this, though. Mm. And, and look, I'm going to give you a view that only the sideline reporter can give you. You ready, Gatos? Can I'm ready. You handle can you handle this opinion? Absolutely. 2013, Carson Palmer came out. You can check the stats. The first six or seven games, he had like eight or nine interceptions. Everyone said, oh, Carson Palmer's done. <laughs> Get him out. Yeah. And guess what? It was all on the receivers. They were running the wrong routes. All I know is down there on the sideline, there are mental errors. There are missed assignments. It's not all on Cliff. It's not all on Kyler. These guys are professionals. Now, ultimately... Ultimately, when you're the head coach, you take the fall for anything and everything, and I get it. But right now, there are so many things that need to be corrected, that can be corrected, that are on professionals, veterans who are missing, messing up assignments. And so if you really put him in the trust tree, like you would have put Carson back in the day when people were calling for Drew Stan to replace him, and then Carson ended up leading the Cardinals to three straight double-digit win seasons in the NFC Championship. Hmm. That's all. Now, look, Thursday night, I get it. It's a short week. If they lose again, if they lose again at home, oh. I get it. And then you have, the, you have the long weekend. They made a move with Mike McCoy a few years ago. Over yeah. the after a Thursday night loss that was heinous. Mm-hmm. So I, I get it, but I don't see it happening, especially the fact he just inked a four or five year contract. Yeah, extension. that's the thing, Paul. If they just gave him four or five years, Ugh. can we do a trade? Can we say, look, here's the deal. We're going to coach it here. How would you like to go coach Arizona State? You're good in college. They run the spread, right? right. You don't have to know a lot. You can have guys run around, throw the ball. It's just athlete on athlete. That would be great. He's a college coach. You remind me of the sign guy who was in the stands at Seattle. Have you seen this guy? Have you seen video? Or if you go to Twitter and you see the sign guy, he's Mr. Snarky, he's Mr. Heckler, and he had a sign that said, the Cardinals should can Cliff Kingsbury and hire Herm Edwards. <laughs> okay, That would be an upgrade, right? So he had all this stupid stuff he was throwing out there. Guys, um, look, it, in, in, your, in your franchise quarterback, he's missing throws. His completion percentage is where it was when he was a rookie. So there are certain things that are going on. And, and, and I, I can't explain the how or the why. 
It's very correctable, and if it isn't corrected soon, uh, there might be change. There might be blood, but I don't see it in the near future. I really don't. And you know, and with DeAndre Hopkins coming back, okay, you know that's that's a big excuse out the window. D Hop comes back. It's supposed to define coverage for the quarterback. Mm. It's supposed to lift the rising tide that is the entire offense. We'll see. They traded for this Robbie Anderson guy. I can tell you that a moments ago I talked to some of the decision makers. They like this Robbie Anderson receiver, yeah. and they think. You know, he's big, he's fast, and guess what? The Cardinals have his receivers coach when he was a rookie, his younger days with the Jets. So we'll see. We'll see if that makes an impact. But they better fix the offensive line because if you notice, when Justin Pugh went out yesterday, uh, things went south in a hurry. They had a half dozen first downs in the first two possessions. They were moving the ball down the field, and then it all dried up. They had like six first downs over the next seven possessions after Justin Pugh went out. Polly Pickskins uh, joining us, talking about the Cardinals' loss yesterday in uh, Seattle. I just see Kingsbury, like, he's a pushover, easy boss. And when you have a pushover, easy boss, you kind of just do whatever you want to do. And I'm just wondering... I, I, I'll, say, I'll say this. You know what he said today, guys? Somebody asked him today at his press conference, would you consider giving up play calling? Please. And for the first time ever... Let the guy in the front row do it. I don't care. Guy in the back, cheap seats, do it. He said, like, yes, you're right. He said for the first time yeah, that he's he trying would to, consider it. Whatever it takes for the teams to... But until today, he had been adamant. He would never give up play calling, just like Bruce Arians back in the day. So that was interesting. That was intriguing. What does that mean exactly, dot, dot, dot? It means he's worried he's going to get fired on Friday. Maybe, but he's got yeah. he's got a heck of a golden parachute. Four yeah. years on yeah. a contract extension. He'll yeah. be on a beach in Barcelona. I guarantee you. <laughs> well, it's, it's weird because there's no beaches in Barcelona. But uh, <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> All he'll right, be, he'll be on Instagram and at some beach somewhere. <laughs> All right, Paulie, good stuff. Work man. with me, Chad. Work with me. Hey, Moog. Was it Mogo? Make offense great again. Make offense Moga. great again. Moga. Get it right. The hats are still for sale. It's still a need. Make offense great again. And uh, at home. On Thursday night, on the back of my trunk in parking lot D, I'll be there. <laughs> All right, Paulie, thanks, buddy. All right, guys. <laughs> You've been listening to Pigskin with Paulie on the Gatos and Chad Show, brought to you by Day and Night Air Conditioning, Heating, and Plumbing, serving the Valley for 40 years. The difference is day and night. Yeah, he's got a five year deal. Uh, I don't think, he, I think if they lose Thursday, you got to fire him. No ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah. I think we've seen enough. And I think we see a guy who doesn't know how to call a game and doesn't know how to manage a game. And if you don't know how to do that, you shouldn't be a head coach. No, don't do it. All right, coming up next, midterm mayhem. Stick around.